everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Cannabis Sativa. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at ICSativaPodcast. You can also find and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Anchor FM, Stitcher, and the Google Play Music Store. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon and support us. We are planning on doing big things with our humble little projects such as going to trade shows, visiting other MMJ or recreational states, and doing on-field work. By supporting us, this helps us to keep the lights on, pay for rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am cannabis sativa podcast slash support. Again, that is https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support. So if you haven't um checked out the episode, um the the episode in New Jersey sends a uh a a recreational bill to um to out of committee to be fully voted on. I think that's what the episode's called or some some along those lines. Um in that episode I watched um a, a large chunk of um New Jersey, New Jersey's uh, Congress, state Congress uh, testimony, and their joint committee on whether or not they should bring a le- adult use legalization bill to their full Congress. So I, I, I did a live stream stream on that. It's on it's on the company's Twitch website at I am Cannabis Sativa. Um, you can also find us on um, Wee TV, and and I think that live stream is there. I'm not sure, but I know it's definitely on our Twitch, and it's on our it's on our company YouTube as well. Um, but yeah, you should definitely check that out. Um, but um, yeah, um, I wanted to sort of follow up on on so, some of the work we did in that episode. Um, I just got news yesterday that um. Um, New Jersey is finally ready to 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 get this going after after some delays and after a little bit of uh, hand wringing. Um, so they so you know that that thing happened I think November December, but there's been sort of a little bit of a delay because the governor and and some people in the state congress were weren't really in agreement as to how much they're going to tax cannabis and you know what the tax structure would be like but most of the other most of the other things had been sort of squared away but those things but um according to news from yesterday that's been that's been fully squared away so what they're going to do is they're going to tax by weight pretty much so they're not going to do like a like a flat 20% or 25% or, or 15% tax, but then they're, they're going to price by gram, you know, by eighth, by quarter, by ounce. So I'm going to read a very brief article on this and then I'll, 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 I'll 
talk about my lingering thoughts. Um, it's not a long article, and this isn't going to be a particularly long episode, but I figured I'd cover this, you know, as um, now there's um, substantial follow-up to this, and now it looks like they're finally going to stop stalling and, and get this done. So I'll read the article. As from Marijuana Business Daily. And the article um, is by Jeff Smith, and the name of the article is NJ edges closer to legalizing recreational cannabis after breakthrough on taxing. New Jersey is poised to legalize adult use marijuana within weeks after Governor Phil Murphy and state legislative leaders reportedly reached a tentative agreement on how to regulate and tax the program. Murphy and State Senate President Steve Sweeney, both Democrats, had been deadlocked on a tax rate, which Murphy was favoring a higher retail sales rate. The agreement reportedly calls for a sales tax based on weight or quantity such as per ounce of marijuana sold. We're extraordinarily excited. Scott Rudder, president of the New Jersey Cannabis Business Association, told Marijuana Business Daily on Monday, the pr- quote, the principles of the agreement are in place. The next steps are to put it in writing and make sure everyone agrees, end quote. A tax on weight, NewJersey.com, NJ.com reported, protects against falling prices by keeping the tax rate the same regardless of the price. If, if the, if the, the tax is if the tax is forty two dollars per ounce, said to be the tax rate that's being discussed, it would say the same whether the cost the the ounce costs three hundred dollars, a hundred and fifty, or even fifty. Rudder said he hadn't heard heard a specific tax number. The current legislation will will need to be amendment amended and then passed by the full legislature, a process that could be done in a few weeks, Rudder said. Quote, I do believe that we have enough votes, he said. A lot of people are holding out giving their firm public position until they see a final bill. End quote. New Jersey's adult-use cannabis industry is expected to generate upwards of $1 billion, billion would it be, in sales a year once it matures. Rudder said that based on the current bill on the tentative agreement, quote, we expect to see it, we expect it to be a very robust industry and limited licensure to make sure we have a balanced approach, end quote. Here are the, a few of the details. A tax on weight, which would which would provide some revenue and stability, even if marijuana prices decline, as has been the case in other states that have legalized adult use. The current bill provides for licenses based on market demand and would permit marijuana delivery services. Many aspects of the industry would be left to a cannabis control commission, including defining those license limits. Quote, we are going to see a lot of different entrepreneurial opportunities opportunities and opportunities to invest and in quote Rudder said the ancillary market is getting ramped up as well and quote 
Rudder said law, security, marketing firms, and others are already re-gearing their business plans for the adult use market. Jeff Smith can be reached at jeffs at mjbizdaily.com. End article. So, um, so, I mean, this is an ideal, you know, but, I mean, but it, it, it is good that we're finally going to see this voted on and that New Jersey will join the fold as one of the, uh, I think maybe the second state to, to, to legalize through legislature. But as I, as I outlined in like the previous episodes, this is a very, this is very imperfect legalization. Very, 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 it's very imperfect and it leaves a lot to be desired. One, there's not going to be any home grow in the state of New Jersey. So they're, they're not going to have home grow. So it's going to be a very corporate approach where it's a cannabis cartel with these adult use dispensaries and you know it's it's really silly that a state nicknamed the garden state you know will not allow people to home grow but um something i didn't mention a little bit of sort of inside baseball which i think you'll find useful so i was at the um i was at a cannabis con (coughs) excuse me I was at a cannabis conference, um, I want to say October of last year, and um, in this conference, I, uh, I, I I was in a panel about like minority minority cannabis, and um, one of the panelists, um, my name is Leo Bridgewater, um, who's been an advocate for um, veterans having access to medical marijuana and. For, for marijuana reform in the state of Jersey has been trying to push for recreational and um, I'm going to try to because this was months ago that I've heard this so uh, so a few a few words will get lost in detail but I'm going to sort of paraphrase what he said so you know in, in his lobbying and trying to get recreational legal in Jersey you know he ran into the problem of some of, of, of a lawmaker still sort of having cold feet and he said he detailed the fact that there are two types of ref, reformists sort of in government there. Um, so it's there's there's the Jetson sort of reformer that's sort of into the future that's you know seeing the writing on the wall and wants to legalize you know to 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 tax and regulate what's 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 a uh, harm a very harmless substance that can help people a lot medically and that sort of see that it has medical benefits and sort of see that you know that wasting money on jailing people for this is is wrong and you know we need we need to act with a sense of urgency on this and then there's a second type that's you know that still believes in reefer madness that's still very scared of marijuana and and nothing you can do can really convince them and that's 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 the flintstone type of reformer you know in in politics in jersey so you have those you have those two types that you have to sort of placate there and you know and because of that you know they can't really push too hard in jersey for home grow so that's kind of how i had it explained to me and that's kind of what that's i'm kind of paraphrasing what he said but I mean, there is a rhyme and reason for this, you know, for for this no home grow, 
you know i still i still ver i still lean towards liberty and you know not having tyranny and and you know a like like alexis portal says you know li you know liberty for for cannabis users but like but you know you have to also realize what political landscape you're in and you know the particular peculiarities of of your 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 population and whatnot you have to you have to be mindful of that you know in jersey you know you don't have ballot measures and you and because and because of that you have to you have to act on the uh at the mercy of these lawmakers and a lot of lawmakers you know still look at cannabis with contempt and you know, if you push too hard, they're they're going to push the rest of the caucus against it, or they're going to they're going to kill the momentum and 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 hold it hold something and hold a, a legalization bill in committee just because, you know. So you have to really tread carefully, you know. I mean, I'm hoping that 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 Garden State folks could push their lawmakers to get them home grow, and to get them a more free industry because it looks like it's going to be a very corporatized very big marijuana oriented sort of industry where it's going to be pay to play and like the new jersey weed man said it's going to be like the caucasian cannabis corporations where only rich white people will have the money to get into this industry and to you know to hire and to you know get into cultivation and growing and, and selling and adult use retail only only rich white people with inheritances and millions of dollars are going to be able to get in and pioneers like the New Jersey weed man who went to jail for this stuff and who's who's continuing to advocate and and and, and get weed to people that need it or that or, or or consenting adults that want it he's going to get locked out you know and it's a darn shame he he his sacrifices and you know his huge skin in the game and so many other pioneer scale in the game is going to get a slap in the face you know, and it's going to be handed over to co former cops, you know, rich, rich, rich venture capitalists and rich people that, you know, just want to make a buck and don't really have respect for the plant. And, and you know, frankly, look at the plant with contempt, but, you know, they see the green and want to want to profit off people that they don't really like, but they, they want the money coming in for them. But, um, I mean, again, this is a very imperfect bill as, as, as it is, you know, they're, they're very, like, like some of the bullet points said, I'm, I'm going to re reread the bullet points again. So quote, it's going to be a tax on weight, which would provide some revenue stability, even if marijuana prices decline, as is the case in the states with states that legalize adult use. The current bill provides licenses based on market demand and would permit marijuana delivery services. Many aspects of the industry would be left to a cannabis control commission, including defining those license limits. So it's like, like they're already starting off being like, oh, we don't want to give a, a finite amount of licenses or whatever, because we don't want weed to be too prolific. There's still a level of contempt with this law. So they're being very highly regulating with regula regulating with this, you know. It's like the corporate takeover of cannabis, like uh, like Brando from the Daily Dope Show says. Um, I, I mean, I want to give him credit when he when he when he coins that term corporate takeover. Um, 
but that's that's essentially what's happening, you know. And and new and neighboring New York, they they ain't gonna do home grow, but um, but some something that's still okay or whatever. I mean, I I don't want to say okay, it still isn't. But they they are they will allow home grow for medical patients, like much like Washington State is doing. But I don't see evidence in this bill or what I just read right now that Jersey is going to do the same for their patients. I mean, I already know in Jersey that patients can't home grow as it is, but I don't know if they're going to add that with, with 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 pending legislation soon. But you know, I mean, I guess that sort of wraps up my thoughts on this. Um, you know, bravo to New Jersey, sort of getting their stuff together and 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 legalizing for adult use. And I, I know that some lawmakers, um, some people of color lawmakers, have been very sort of have been very sort of adamant about making expungement a priority. So a silver lining in New Jersey's bill was that that social justice is going to be highly prioritized and i expect to see the same in new york as well but that's that's is one silver lining in new jersey's plan so that sort of wraps up what i have to say about this and as always everyone stay medicated my friends but i do have one last thing that i want to talk about okay so i lied when i said that that was the end of the episode again um, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about this, you know, as, as I've mentioned on, um, a couple episodes ago, you know, about, um, during that, um, no patience for wallflower episode, we're, we, we are a populist oriented medical and adult use cannabis podcast. So I'm going to always, I'm, o- I'm always going to shine light and give praise to the pioneers who, made sacrifices who who and the people that went to jail and that you know got got thrown in a cage for for uh, for uh, a victimless crime or just just pe- just cannabis pioneers that um that had to pay the the price of the drug war and whatnot and you know I, I, I want to read the article about um, the New Jersey weed man before closing out the episode. So that's what I'm going to just do right now. So, okay, so this is from NJ.com. He and um, the article is by Kevin Shea of NJ.com. And the article says he pushed for marijuana legalization for nearly 20 years now the weed man feels sidelined all right ed ed new quote new jersey weed man fortune triumphantly walked out of mercer county jail last may riding a high field by a significant legal win a jury acquitted him of a witness tampering charge that grew out of his marijuana dealing cases which were pending about a week later, he got more good news. The Mercer County's prosecutor's office announced that it was dismissing or downgrading to municipal court the felony cases against him. New Jersey, the prosecutor's office said then, was undergoing a, a shift in the attitude to marijuana, and the office was getting on that bus. And Fortune had spent over a year in jail, and prosecutors took that into consideration too. 
in essence, he won. The weed man was free with a new governor who pledged to legalize marijuana quickly. And a little later, a new mayor of Trenton who was unequivocally in favor of recreational marijuana legalization. Fortune, who, who who openly fired up joints in public, once even in front of the state house where he got a whiff of the change. A state trooper declined to arrest him, turning away from the bait. And he had big plans to reopen NJ Weedman's joint, joint in downtown Trenton and become a player in what he dreamed of and protested for nearly two decades. Excuse me. Legal weed. But, but the end of 2018 and this year has been a drag for the man once, once for the, has been a drag for the man once known as the state's biggest marijuana activist. He did reopen the joint. His partner, Debbie Madio, I'm probably probably butchering this, kept the rent current while he was jailed. But it's not been the return to glory he hoped. He's he's behind on the rent and facing eviction. He was in a landlord-tenant court Friday morning in Trenton and won a three-month reprieve, he said. And while New Jersey has not legalized marijuana, the topic is a considerable political and social issue. Fortune is not part of it. It is a discussion and legal weed and it is a discussion and legal wrangling taking place among politicians, lobbyists, and consultants in the New Jersey State House and Governor Philip Murphy's office. Fortune did testify in front of a legislative committee th- this past fall, and it received legal media attention. B.S. Um, I, I covered it in my podcast, but I, I digress. Look at the New Jersey. Look at the New Jersey sends a uh, a bill to their full state Congress episode. Refer back to that episode and his entire testimony. This entire three-minute testimony is, is, is in the cold open, but I digress. Let me finish reading the article. And, and he's been critical of the process, saying it's not enough for minorities. Moreover, Fortune has little money to get in the game. Lenders, lenders friendly to marijuana businesses will not deal with him. And, and it all stems from the city of Trenton targeting him when he opened his business nearly four years ago, he said. Quote, right now I feel left out, Fortune said Friday, after court and back in, in the joint. Quote, I was the biggest, I was the biggest mouth in about all this over the past 15 years, end quote. He can be self-critical, he said. He's being blustery, antagonizing, and I've, end quote, I've done a lot of things to get publicity, he admits, and he can whine. But even though he's been arrested, convicted of past crimes, and even ta- and has taunted police, quote, my arguments about marijuana legalization have been on point, and I'm not the village idiot people think I am, end quote. He... He's kept up with the marijuana legalization pro- process and suspects a 2,000 felony marijuana conviction will likely lock him out of 
becoming a dispensary and the and the medical marijuana business as well he set up the weed man's joint for such a possible progression progression and his cannabis church adjacent to the restaurant would have been an ideal lounge totally would have been i would have i would have trekked over to jersey to to go but i digress still still could if if he could remain in business quote i feel stabbed in the back he said after these years in the fight i cannot be a part of it he said he puts much of the blame on the city of trenton and its police who he has argued organized a campaign of extra heavy targeted enforcement that led to a felony raid uh, on his place and ultimately the loss of his reputation before his 2016 arrest the big one when police and prosecutors raided the joint weedman's joint open for about a year had a good run he said it was profitable but now he could not get a good showing People who want to be in the marijuana movement have been scared away from me. They saw me in jail. They saw cops coming here. People here got tickets from the police, end quote. Fortune, who has a civil lawsuit pending against the city, said it's what he's banking on these days, a settlement from that action. Quote, the city, that, the city they, they changed the narrative on me, quote, he said. He wanted to be a peaceful pothead, not a police problem. None of the actions against Fortune occurred under Trenton Mayor Reed Gusiora, who took office last summer, but through a spokesman, he declined to discuss the weed man's woes. And that's the end of the article. I mean, I don't think I have much to add on to this, but... You know, it's just a continuation of like like he said in that testimony and that in in my previous episode I mentioned it's 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 making this so this is pay to play so only the richest white people who have who have inheritances or you know or who have millions of dollars or million or, or you have the social capital to get millions of dollars very easily and 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 use those millions to set up in, in these 10 legal states you know people are color or minorities are less likely to have those millions you know because of, of systematic white supremacy in this society and you know all these all, i mean because of the color of his skin you know he, he gets targeted and profiled by police and you know white white guys are selling weed all the time you know when i was in college you know I mean, I've had dealers of, of all different stripes, but, like, I mean, there are plenty of white dealers, you know, and they don't ever really get targeted or get attention, but people of color do, and, you know, and and with these pay-to-play schemes in all these states that have legalized, it makes it very difficult for for people who don't have millions of dollars lying around to get involved, and like like he said in the testimony you have what you what he calls the caucasian cannabis corporations and that's what the legal industry is right now in all these states you know the you know they need to make it so these licenses don't cost so much money and like i said in my last episode you know or in, in, in another recent episode if like here's what they should do they should just make it so anyone 
any grower, whether they're a home grower, whether they're a caregiver, whether they're, you know, you know, they were in the black market, you know, anyone should be able to sell their weed to a dispensary. And, you know, and, and, and the lab testing shouldn't be very expensive to do so. You know, it should be very, very inexpensive to do it. And if you're thinking past lab tests for, for pesticides and all that and, and whatnot, if it can pass inspection, like like and like your car you drive on the road or whatever, if it can pass inspection, it's road legal. If it can pass inspection from from a lab, then you know a dispensary should be able to sell it. You know, and you're having small time dealers and small time caregivers and you know former black market dealers selling their cannabis to these dispensaries or you know or you make the licenses cheap that the that these people can open up their own then you know this is a win-win for everyone it's a win-win for pioneers in the industry it's a win-win for consumers because it's going to bring down the price dramatically you know i believe can i no i believe call california when they still had prop 64 they think they allowed something similar to this where you know, small-time dealers and caregivers and whatnot were able to sell their their cannabis directly to the dispensaries, and you know, as as you know, Cal California prices before their legalization were pretty darn cheap, pretty darn cheap, pretty darn inexpensive, and consumers and medical marijuana patients and adult use patients before Prop Two Fifteen took place, you know, they had it made. You know, it was very cheap. You know, it was. You know, they had a lot of stores and a lot of options, but now, now the legal market with all this regulation and all this, you know, I think they tax cannabis like 30 some percent when you factor in everything, you know, you sp pioneers are being screwed that were, that were functioning under Prop 64 or whatever. They, they, you know, yeah, under Prop 215 or whatever it was, Prop 64 is the reason one, but Prop 215 those pioneers got squeezed out you know it got too expensive and untenable for them to continue their operations you know and it's, it's sad really you know the less regulation you know you have with this and the less pay to play you have with this the more e equitable of an industry you get you know these lawmakers need to see this and they need to they need to reward pioneers like the new jersey weed man you know, not continue to punish and squeeze out. But, um, yeah, that's the one more thing I wanted to add. And as always, stay medicated, everyone.